Welcome to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are going to be playing a little game. Uh, But before we play, let's do a little currently reading update. So Ashley, what are you reading? What's going on? How are you doing? It's the end of the year. (laughs) It is the end of the year. It snuck up on us real quick. And actually, what's really interesting is I thought that I would not read that much this month because... I don't know. I, I work is a little bit crazier at the end of the year, but I have found myself really leaning into books a lot. Like it's mm-hmm. been the only thing that I've done um, outside of work. It was like I just shut my brain off and I just read. So I actually have already read ten books this month, which is that's so awesome. yeah, that's a lot for me. I'm currently reading uh, Throne of Glass. I'm making my way through it. I'm on. I just finished Era Fire and I just started Queen of Shadows been reading backlist titles a lot like Talia Hibbert and uh, Jennifer Armantrout I've just like been finding a lot of comfort in going to authors that I find one book that I like by them and then I'm like okay well now I want to read all the other books by Mm -hmm. them because I feel like I'll find some sort of like thread of commonality among them and it feels like a little bit more comforting so that's kind of that's kind of it I'm just I'm not reading any new releases right now I'm just reading old books and I'm enjoying it a lot i've also read 10 books so far this month things have just been so insane this month personally professionally like in the world which i know i'm not unique in feeling that way and it's just always so interesting like what our like minds need and like what sometimes Mm -hmm. we find comfort in and other times it's like like the second week of december i was like if i open a book right now i think my brain will fall out of my nose (laughs) Um, but so i've just been I, I actually, when I was just looking at my Goodreads, I've been reading like holiday romance fantasy, holiday romance fantasy, mm-hmm. holiday romance fantasy. So I'm actually, oh, I'm in the middle of, well, in the middle. I'm almost done with Kingdom of Ash. And then I finished a reread of a holiday favorite story. And then I also read both of Talia Hibbert's holiday novellas which were so different from each other and I really really enjoyed them so if you haven't read them yet like yeah have have you read both of them I haven't read wrapped up in you yet I really want to I'm waiting I think I'm gonna read that like when I'm off on Friday so that's I think gonna be what I want to read Mary Inkmas feels very like current Talia which is interesting because Mm. It was released it's older. Yeah, it was released in 2017. It feels more similar to her characters from Take a Hint, Danny Brown, or Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Mm-hmm. Whereas Wrapped Up in You felt very like it felt it felt very different from her writing. Really exciting to see from her. And I realized that Cash, who's our hero in Mary Inkmas mirrored a lot of the qualities of red Mm -hmm. and get a life chloe brown and so i felt like i felt very connected to the story in that because it felt like cash was a deeper exploration or just like a little bit different from what we saw with i feel like we got more out of cash and even though it was a shorter book i feel like we got more from cash's backstory than we ever got from red's backstory in get a life chloe brown which you know i loved so it's like it was just different, but it felt like it, it. They felt like they came. They were two different characters that came from like the same inspiration for yeah. her, like the same like 
beginning point. Because I and you know I found all of her backlist and there's yes. <laughs> paranormal romance that we now have to explore by Talia and I just cannot even believe that I've been sleeping on that for so many years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the werewolves out of it for now. 2020 Ashley is like all over the like I don't even know what I read anymore. I have I, I just someone tells me to read it and I read it and I can't even tell you what my preferences are now. I just I've But that's so awesome because you're like not like missing out on anything what is the harm especially if you find it like on something like like finding those books on Kobo that were so cost effective like you know there's Mm -hmm. there's no harm in trying it what's the worst that's gonna happen you read something else you know and Um, it's like I would love to say to people like listeners I never in a million years would have thought that I would ever even gravitate towards the fantasy genre I just didn't think it was my thing. Like definitively, I was like, no, it's not for me. And then all it took was one friend who knows me, generally agree with on the type of books that that um, they read. All it took was one friend to say, no, 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 you'll like this and me to take a chance. And mm-hmm. now like now it's like last year I hadn't read one fantasy book. And this year, almost all of my top reads are fantasy. I read so many exciting books this year. I think we all did, which is a great way for us to get into our game Mm. because it's inevitable that every single year there are just those certain titles that get completely hyped. There's obviously between social media, like all the celebrity book clubs, the morning shows, books that get all this hype because they're being turned into TV show or movie adaptations, and then obviously the general bookstagram community. There's always a couple like really standout titles. And obviously we love books here it's kind of like the whole reason why we have the podcast (laughs) and uh we love our favorites fiercely uh so we know that we're responsible for some of that hype but we thought it would be fun if we could kind of go through books that were published this year in 2020 that were super hyped up and decide which ones either personally based on what we've already read we think you should read it um, or books that we think are more of a listed. And obviously keep in mind that our lists are completely subjective because um, we know that like stories can be so much more than just stories to readers and obviously authors put so much hard work into their books and our opinions do not diminish that. But if there's a couple on here that you're like hmm I don't know I challenge you to give them a read. <laughs> right. And and also the another thing to worth noting, we haven't mentioned this since I guess like our inaugural episode. What we mean when we say list it is not don't read it. It just means maybe think a little bit harder about it or consider borrowing it from a friend or um, uh, first trying it out at the library before buying it or something like that. Um, consider it in a different medium than maybe a physical book uh, like audio or uh, an ebook, something like that. So let us get started with some of okay. these very hyped up books. So probably, I think when I read this book, I dubbed it the book of the year where I was just like, this is probably going in my pile of books of like, like the 10 books that I always have on hand when random people would be like, can you recommend a book for X, Y, and Z? And if I don't know their taste well, I have like 10 books that I'm like, these will generally be liked by the vast majority of the population and so that one for me is the vanishing half by Britt bennett 
think it is a fantastic book, especially because I am not someone who generally enjoys character-driven novels, and this is a very character-driven novel. So you would say, I haven't read it yet, so this is totally, you get to, you get to handle the read it or list it. So do you read it or you list it? I read it, and I think that you are going to love it. I know. I, I, I think I am too because I love character driven. I know what character you're going to fall in love with. I know who's going to be your favorite. Like I just, I can already tell that you're really going to like it. Do you have any additional thoughts on like format, like audio versus physical? I read the physical book, so I can't speak for the audio, but I really enjoyed reading the physical book. So I think it probably would be really enjoyable on audio. Um, okay. But I read the physical copy. Next book is um, Felix Ever After, which is, um, I'm just going to, we both read that, right? Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, hands down, without a doubt, this is a read it for me. This was a five-star read, worth every hype that it ever got. Um, It is a book that I think that is why, and it is a book that I think that every, should be in every classroom around this country. Wait, um, did you did you read the physical copy or did Oh, good 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 question. I did both. <laughs> I do both for most books. <laughs> um I so I can speak as to on both uh, the physical and the audio. I really enjoyed it as an audiobook. I would probably recommend audio over physical for it, but I I think you can't go wrong. I um read it on audio and I I it was I like kept finding excuses to keep listening. Yeah, I read it in one day, which is not at that point, definitely in the year, I was all sorts of like not focused on things. And somehow this was like the one thing that kept my focus. And I finished it in like a couple hours. Yeah, it's it's delightful. It is so good. I don't know if either of us have read this. No, we haven't. But I have I do have some thoughts to contribute. Yeah, I think that this might be strangely because I had a conversation about this book with someone already today. um, And that's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab, which does that ever make you think of that girl from The Amanda Show that was like, oh no, this is Zoe 101. She was like, Kai Schwab. Um, (laughs) V.E. Schwab. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is probably... I'm going to go up there within the top five hyped up books of this year, like even yeah. before it was like close to its release. And someone told me today that they think I would like it and I I don't know. But not love it or just like the in the option of like liking it or hating I, it that you would like it? I don't know because I like it's like an untraditional, someone said it's like an untraditional romance and like. Well, I, I also heard it's, it's got a historical fiction element to it, too. So yeah. it's it's like if you're not – it's like a historical fantasy, which is a whole other genre that I haven't yet really explored, but something that I'm going to do in 2021. I have heard multiple five-star reviews for this book, so I think a lot of people will really enjoy this book. I have also heard from some of my trusted friends that they do not think I will love this book. Mm-hmm. They think that there's components to the storyline that I will not enjoy. So I think that there's like, I, I think that the relationship is one that I may not get behind fully. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I can't say anything more on it. So for me right now, I actually already own the book. Me but too. it's still like, I'm going to put it on my list it list like I will I want to read it at some point but I need to be in the right headspace to be able to read it and like I need to go in cautiously not trusting the hype on that one I've not felt called like I have the physical copy and I've not felt called to pick it up yet 
So yeah. it's going in a list for me as well. Okay, what about this this next one? <gasps> has so this many is going to be controversial. This I is feel. going to be controversial. <laughs> so, In a Holidays by Christina Lauren, which I when they announced this book over the summer, I'm pretty sure this was like the beacon in the COVID fog where we were like, <gasps> yeah. the end of the year because we, we were like something to look forward to in 2020. In a Holidays was a so to be fair, I read it, finished it, and I keep thinking about it because it just it it was a letdown for me because the story had so much potential that was just like not met in my opinion. And I know it's mm-hmm. very popular and I think a lot of people love it. I think it just comes from like I expected more and there were these like little drops of information that I was like oh if it, like I wanted it to be like choose your own adventure on a, in a way yeah. because I just think there could have been so much more with it but I know that for a lot of people some I had people tell me it was their favorite romance of the year for me it was just like I don't know like I want to make it into a movie because that's the way that my brain works <laughs> with the, yeah. with the changes Yeah, so I haven't read it yet. It's on my list it for now because for those reasons, it's like I – first of all, I don't read a lot of seasonal reads and I refuse to read them outside of the season in which they take place. So like next Christmas maybe I'll give it a go um, because I don't think I'm going to get to it by the end of this year. Um, And yeah, and it hurts me a little bit because Christina Lauren, like they started my – like journey towards contemporary romance Mm -hmm. and so I like feel out of like a sense of duty and honor to read all of their books so I do want to read it but uh I think that this is one that was definitely overhyped and so that it may be it may be a case in which it's it's the hype's fault it's not the book's fault it's it's the hype's fault you know like it was just built up too much next one however (laughs) the next one however is um from Bud and Ash. We actually talk about both books because they both came out in 2020. She turned these around so fast. Don't know how. Uh, the Blood and Ash series by Jennifer Armentrout. Um, 100%. It is It is a read it for me, honey. Also <laughs> a read it for me. I read that the first 600 pages in a day. and So good. I, I think if you are a fan of, the, I like, if you liked Akatar, if you liked like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, that for that TV show, like if you liked the Vampire Diaries, I really think you'll enjoy yeah. this book. So it is a Yeah, it's not going to be everybody's favorite thing. Like it's not like, it, it, some of these books, like The Vanishing Half, Felix Ever After, I feel like we're saying like those are read it's like universal read it's like those are books that you have forever. This is definitely more of a genre, uh, niche kind of book like if you don't like steamy romance and fantasy it's not going to be for you but if you've been here for a minute you know how much we love that yeah. <laughs> um so uh, for me it was exactly what I needed it was everything I needed out of 2020 were those two books and I cannot wait for the third one um so yeah keep it nice and short and simple it's a read it for me I agree <laughs> all right next one which I think we both love which is The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. This is, I think, also going to end up on my universal list of books that I think I can recommend to almost anyone. 
it is an adult fantasy, but it has had a huge, huge impact on the YA uh, like age range of readers. It's very magical. Main characters are adults here, but then there's also this huge element with these kids, and there's it's all about you know finding family and finding love and um, being accepted. Literally the most beautiful story, universal read. Absolutely, absolutely a read it for me. Um, and I will say though, it is it is a little bit different than that in which people can overhype it um, and build it up to be maybe something a little bit different than it is. It is subtle and it's It's quiet. Yeah, it's a quiet book. So keep that in mind. Like it's absolutely a read it for me. It's a five star. Um, But I think that just be cautious of the hype. It's not, it's it's quiet. That's a great word way to describe it. Yeah, like it won't jump out at you. Like you'll close it and just feel like you were just like covered in the warmest blanket. Like that's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a very tactile book. Next one. This also might be controversial. Oh, gosh. Um, I didn't read this one, so it's all you. (laughs) Read and write. Bring in the controversy. Um, (laughs) So this one is Beach Read by Emily Henry, which I think that this was probably one of the most hyped up romances of the summer. Another one of those books where I fell, and this this really could be a me problem because I have an overactive imagination and a writer's brain, but like I read the synopsis and just expected more and the story did not go the way that I had thought it would and the title is kind of deceiving. It's not really a beach read. It also takes place at a lake, um, <laughs> not the ocean. So it is unfortunately a list it for me, but I, I do know that so many people loved it. It's not one that I'm like rushing to recommend to people. For me right now, again, list it maybe later at another time. But for now, it's not it's not calling to me. To the next <laughs> book that I think the world was waiting for, um, A Promised Land by the one, the only, Barack Obama. <laughs> oh. Don't you love how when you put A Promised Land next to Becoming, they like just like, like Michelle and Barack just like stare at each other and just like love each other from their book covers? I wanted them to just snuggle next to each other on my bookshelf because I am one of those weirdos who like, like I don't organize my bookshelf by color even though I think it looks so beautiful because I just feel like certain books need to be next to each other and Becoming and A Promised Land just need to be next to each other. I do have the audio. I've started it. Um, I've not finished it yet, but I have the audio for this because he reads it. It is a 29-hour audiobook. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. I haven't read it yet. So uh, this is like one that's like it's hyped, but like for valid, very valid reasons, right? Um, I think I learned so so much from Michelle's book about just like what it was like to – enter into the political landscape it made me understand because I mean we couldn't vote when he was first elected president we could only vote the second time I I felt like I understood why we're where we are in 2020 a lot more after reading Michelle's book so I'm excited to read his book and get like his perspective because they're both I mean she was really open about their marriage in her book and I assume he is equally as open 
just about like yeah. the struggles of like raising a young family so it's a read it for me obviously yeah and I also feel like this is one we haven't really been saying audio versus physical I think this one is definitely one that audio is going to be great I genuine generally liked reading memoirs especially if they're narrated by the author um on audio better I just think it's like a little oh, and bit he more made personal a, to me he made a playlist to go along with it oh of course he did the perfect man yeah um <laughs> and then oh, just like quickly going back up House on Cerulean Sea, I also think would is a great audio. Fantastic audio. I read the physical. I didn't do the audio, so that's good. Okay. Me. The next book is also a memoir, a little bit different, a lot different uh, than A Promised Land, but this is Open Book by Jessica Simpson. So we got a little celebrity tell-all. This was one of the first books that I read in 2020, and it is – fantastic she's really open about her well number one if you are like a millennial like us I think you'll enjoy it because you just get to go through the the Britney and Christina years and the Justin Timberlake years and obviously like newlyweds um Mm -hmm. and all of that but she is really open about her struggles with addiction and her struggles with alcohol addiction and it I just think it, it was fascinating um, and important for that reason. So obviously that's a huge trigger, but I would say that it is a, a read it for me. I was incredibly impressed uh, that she was open about all these things. But yeah, it's and it's great on audio. Okay, next one is Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. And this, y'all, was my first... Frederick Bachman, which I know that's so strange because most people will everybody under the sun has been telling me to read Bear Town. It was on my Phoebe, it was on my 2019 list of books to read in 2020. <laughs> and here we are, December 20th, and I still have not read Bear Town. Bear Town is one of my favorite books of all time. I know, I know, and I know I'll like it. I know I'll like it now because I read Anxious People, and you haven't read it yet, have you? I have not read Anxious People yet, but I will say I have heard that um, Anxious People is more in the style of a man called Ove. And not. Mm. And so there are a lot of people who love Beartown who haven't loved his other work, but you have really made me want to read it. So I think I still will enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I will say it's like, so again, we're talking about books that are overhyped and whether the hype lived up to it. I would say this is a book that's going to be hit or miss for you. Like it's not, you're either going to love it or you're just going to be like, no. For me, it was, it just took me by such surprise. And so I think almost the fact that I had read it before, I read it, I think the week of publication date. So I hadn't really seen like too many, I hadn't seen a lot of reviews before it had come in. And so to me, it, it wasn't yet overhyped when I read it. And so I think I was like pleasantly surprised by it and just totally, totally blown away with his storytelling. Mm-hmm. So for me, it being such a novelty because I hadn't read a Bachman book before and I didn't know what to expect. And just like being so, the way that it is told is witty and funny, um, but then also really serious. Huge, huge trigger warning for suicide. It's a very prevalent theme that kind of runs throughout of just how one uh, family members and like how they deal with the loss of a loved one from suicide as well as those struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts themselves so it is you know that's that's a very heavy thread throughout the book but it's also like a, a bank robbery gone wrong like that's 
that's the main plot line. So yeah. it's just a really interesting juxtaposition between those two things. And I, I really did think that it, at least from my personal perspective, I felt like uh, he treated those issues with great sensitivity and it felt, I felt really seen in the book. Um, and I loved, I loved it. So for me, it is absolutely a read it. But again, I would, I would be cautious of the hype because it may not, it may not be for you. So I would definitely strive to look at some reviews and, um, you know, think think about it. I'm going to read it. And it's definitely going to be something I read soon. Okay, this next one. Here we go. <laughs> Getting into the tea. Crescent City by Sarah J. Mass. Dun, dun, dun. You haven't read it yet. I have not read it yet. I read it. I, so this is, hmm, this is one that I think succumbed to the hype, as in people were so excited. We've got Sarah J. Mass's first adult fantasy so of course maybe not of course but like for me I was thinking her YA fantasy or new adult fantasies are like pretty steamy pretty action heavy like all that stuff so like her adult book like what do we get to expect from that and so I was really really excited and I would say that that element the steam factor totally overhyped totally Mm. totally totally overhyped not that it's not satisfying it's just it was not what I expected my expectations were like so high and then they came down like several notches that being said it's still a read it for me it's not a list it it's a read it but it's it's if you like fantasy and you want you have the mental capacity right now to digest a very complex world because at the end of the day what I've really noticed between reading like N.K. Jemisin's books um, and other like adult fantasy novels is that they're a lot more complex in the plot and the magic system or whatever it is that's being you know that like creates this fantasy world and so Crescent City is like that there's there's a it's very complex and so that can be a lot so I would just say I would definitely say it was overhyped but it's still a read it for me it is on I just I haven't been motivated motivated to pick it up yet but I definitely think I'm going to read it soon. And it feels like I it's, think it's one that like I feel like crossed like people who I didn't think would end up reading a Sarah J. Mass book have read Crescent City, but they haven't read her other books yet. So yeah. it seems like it was making its way. <laughs> Moving on to an entirely different genre. One of my most surprising books of 2020, Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert, who we obviously have already like hyped up a million times in this single mm-hmm. episode and other episodes um this is 100% a read it for me and this is just like the the strength of Ashley's influence where I was like okay fine I'm going to read it and I was I, like you must read it <laughs> and I loved it the ending was a bit dragged out for me but you know that's romance sometimes like we know how it's going to end so it's just like just let them be happy um mm-hmm. but I this is 100% a read it for me I was I, I have nothing to add other than it absolutely is a read it. One of my top, it was my top romance read for the year. Um, Queen Talia, she can do no wrong in my mind. All right, this next one I have not read. So The Switch by Beth O'Leary. Okay, I read this. It's gonna be a list it for me. Um, it was overhyped for sure. A lot of people loved it. Um, for me, I haven't read The Flat Chair, but I think what happened is a lot of people loved The Flat Chair. And then and then I had seen like so many reviews that were like, the switch is better than The Flat Chair. So it like really hyped it up in my mind. 
And for me, I did find one of the subplots. It wasn't even, actually, it was like not even. It was like a tertiary plot. Uh, a little uh, insensitive. And there was, mm-hmm. basically, there was just, there was a domestic violence component to the story that I just, it, it, it hit me a little bit the wrong way. So mm-hmm. I would just say cautious, you know, caution warning for those people who are like uh, perhaps wouldn't expect that to be in the story there's also uh cancer is in the store is is another content warning there so it's unfortunately a listed for me but other people have loved it so yeah i uh i read the flat share and i did not love it so i have not felt called to continue on and read the switch okay also wow i'm sorry <laughs> we're really ending on a bad note oh no we didn't <laughs> we didn't order this well <laughs> The next book is uh, You Deserve Each Other by Sarah Hogle. This was her debut novel. I really liked the writing. I think that the banter in this story is really great. It is Sarah at the High Readers, one of her top recommendations. So if you like, and I love Sarah. I almost always agree with her on book recommendations. This one, I don't know if it was when I was reading it or what, but it's more of a list it for me. It was enemies to lovers, but they are married already. So I think that subplot or like that theme, I guess, I don't know, like that that trope in that way was like a little weird to me because it's like you're already married, you're already together, but like it's it's you hate each other. And so some of some of the acts and like some of the content just felt like unrealistic to me because I was like, how do you come back from that? You know, mm-hmm. so that was for me like personally it wasn't one of my favorite romances but the banter was really great and I am looking forward to seeing what she writes in the future so this next one probably may come as a surprise I'm not sure but The Air Affair by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan which is the sequel to The Royal We which as we know is one of my favorite books of all time this book is a listed for me which broke my heart because I was I waited five years for it and I was so excited but it just kind of felt like we didn't need it. It does yeah. showcase infertility in a very, it showed the uh, the pressure that women are under, especially like in the royal, like, but I think, I think it was very universal, like the pressure that women are under to uh, produce children and have children, um, even if they're unsure if that's what they want or anything like that. And it, I think that it portrayed that in a very, it was nice to see that take center stage. I wouldn't, I'm not like recommending that. I'm like, if you've read the first one, you don't really need to read the second one. Um, and it's, and it all, it's all okay because the Royal We is the book that I think if I don't read in 2021, Phoebe is going to oh, I've find a up. new podcast. <laughs> I've given up because now I do it now. I, now I love it too much and I'm afraid you're going to read it and like, be like, this is what you've been trying to get me to read for two years. <laughs> like, I know. It's like this. That's like the ultimate like catch 22 where you're just like, oh, like I love a book. When you love a book so much, you want to guard. You want to you want everybody to read it, but you also want to guard it and keep it very close to you. Nick gave that to me as my college graduation present, you know, like that is it's so much more than just a story so even if anything any of these books on this list represent that way for you please know that means like that means more to us and we are so so happy that you have those stories 
Yeah. And our only goal in doing this was to just provide a little bit more context. Leave it. Take it or leave it. Um, If you're like trying to sort through all these books that have been talked about so much this year and you're trying to prioritize which ones to read, these are our thoughts. I just realized we didn't have one on here that we disagreed on. Well, what's new, Phoebe? We're just... (laughs) We're, we are just, we spend too much time with each other. Uh, okay. Virtually. So, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> All right. What are we excited about in 2021? I'm not really okay. setting any particular reading goals, but we'll talk about that more in our next episode. Yeah, I'm not setting any reading goals, but books that I'm really excited about. All fantasy. What the heck is wrong with me? Anyways, so despite how I think I will feel about Addie LaRue, I am very excited to read some more V.E. Schwab. She is very, very, very beloved and she was supposed to be at Bookmarks. We talked about in the last episode, the festival. She was there in 2019. 2019 one she was here and I was not a fantasy reader at that point so I was like oh I don't know that that was such a big deal but it was a huge deal and then Legendborn is like probably the top yeah that's probably like the top of my like TBR right now like I just want I am like I am hoping that um I get it for either Christmas or my birthday and then Ray Bearer is another one that Allison at Bookstown Bujo has pretty much convinced everybody to read (laughs) read at this point um I'm very excited to read I got my copy of Legendborn a couple weeks ago and I'm I'm gonna try Ray Bearer as well I'm excited to read Girl Serpent Thorn and then a I have two uh from 2020 I can't wait to read Plain Bad Heroines which mm-hmm. I know that you loved. And then two 2021 releases that I'm really excited about um, are Four Winds by Kristen Hanna and then also Concrete Rose by yes. Angie Thomas, which is um, the story of Maverick Carter. So Star's father. Yeah. That, that comes out January 21st, I think. Well, what a great reading year. And we hope you all had great reading years as well. Um, If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to Read It or List It so that you never miss an episode. And stop by today's Instagram post at Read It or List It Pod with your thoughts on today's episode. You can find links to all the books mentioned in today's episode on our websites, readandwrite.com and shelflovebookblog.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram uh, at readandwrite and at underscore shelflove underscore to find out how you can be a part of Read It or List It. We'll be back next week with our final episode of 2020. I just, I can't believe it. I know. It is absolutely unreal that we are coming up on our one year of launching a read it or list it you can stand us for any longer we hope to continue doing this in 2021 um and we'll see you next time thanks for listening original music by jake thorne podcast produced and edited by me ashley chandler and phoebe wright you can find us on instagram at read it or list it pod All rights reserved, 2020.